0: Today, we are going over the ALDS matchups, giving you stats that you need to know for today's games, for this series of the ALDS, Uh, and then at the end, I'm going to make some postseason predictions. I'm very excited, Uh, so let's get into it. It's postseason baseball time, you guys. You are locked on A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 362 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, we are going over some of the stats that you need to know for these ALDS matchups. I, I ran some numbers. I have players to keep an eye out for. I have predictions for the series. Who's going to win? Also, Gordon Beckham. Former Major League Baseball player Gordon Beckham had some insights uh, that he and his co-host put up on the Locked On MLB YouTube page, so go check that out for sure. Uh, Great stuff, and I'm going to take some quotes from him and insert them in here, and we're going to see who's better, me or a major leaguer. That's, uh that's what we're gonna be doing today but before I get into any of that thank you guys so much for making locked on A's your first listen every single day we are free and available on all platforms and also today's episode is being brought to you by Spotify green room download the app and join me this week probably this weekend I'm gonna say this weekend uh and you can get in on the action we'll talk some baseball. We'll talk about what you guys think about what's going to happen in the ALDS and also the NLDS. I'll be dropping that episode tomorrow. So uh, get excited for some postseason baseball. We'll talk during some post. There's four games on Friday. We can talk during one of those, probably an afternoon game. So that'll be fun as well. Um, also, make sure to follow our YouTube channel. Uh, that's available on YouTube, obviously. Uh, again, we have so many subscribers. We need more. Give us more subscribers And uh, if you're already on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, rate, review, do whatever you need to do on YouTube that's, you know, boost the signal of the page. We're going to be here for you guys every single day. And we're also available on any podcasting platform that you guys like. So if you guys like Apple or Spotify or whatever, follow us there. And uh, leave us a rating and a review on those if you can. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and the Spotify Greener map. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But let's get into these ALDS matchups. Um, let's start. Let's start with the... Rays and Red Sox. There we go. Had to find it in the script. Rays and Red Sox. The Rays outscored the Red Sox 106 to 104 on the season. But oh man, does that not tell the full story? Tampa went 11 and 8 against the Red Sox this season, but Tampa was 11 and 4 against Boston over the last 15 games. Remember, the Red Sox started off really, really hot to, at the beginning of the year. So they got some April wins and then one more in like May or Whatever the second series played, I think it was Jim, and so they won the first four, and then uh, went four and eleven against this team the rest of the way. Uh, the Red Sox went four and eleven the rest of the way, and in the games that the Tampa Bay Rays won, they outscored Boston eighty-one to forty. They doubled them up. They have an offense. Remember that they have an offense in games that the uh, that the Rays lost. Boston outscored Tampa sixty-four to twenty-five. That's more than doubled them up. So in wins, each team averaged a little bit over seven runs a game. For the uh, Tampa, it was a little bit over seven. For uh, the Red Sox, it was like seven and a half. And in losses, each team averaged just over three runs a game. So I would really like to see the winning teams for both those guys go head-to-head. And then the losing teams go head-to-head. Because that would be a very thrilling matchup. The one that we're getting, I mean, we'll see. Uh, there is one... There was one game that kind of skewed this, the data a little bit, and that was a 20-8 to 8 Sox win that skews everything. But only one-third of the games that these two uh, teams played against each other were one-run games, and they split those. So not a lot to go on here. <laughs> only one-third of the games, one-third of... Let's say 18. Uh, one third of the 19 games that they played were one run games. So we're probably gonna be seeing two, three, four run games this entire series if trends hold. For the Red Sox, I think that this series comes down to Garrett Whitlock. He closed out Tuesday's wildcard game against the Yankees. It wasn't a safe situation, but he was there in the ninth getting that experience. Will they be, will that play? A factor moving forward. Will he be getting those late innings? He's been getting them all year, but they wanted to get him some some postseason experience. He got some. Uh, he also gave up that opposite field home run to John Carlos Stanton in the process. Uh, Stanton figuring out, hey, maybe don't hit it off of the Green Monster anymore. Let's go Oppo, and so we did, and he hit a home run. Uh, Garrett Whitlock is 25 years old and was on the Yankees' Double A squad in 2019 before not playing at all in 2020, partially because of Tommy John, partially because of the, the COVID season. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, he, he's inexperienced, but he's obviously got really, really good stuff. He is arguably their best reliever the entirety of the season, their best reliever. So the, the Red Sox took him, they acquired him from the Yankees in the Rule 5 draft, and he's been huge for them. But how much will the stage of the postseason get to him, if at all? Can he perform on the big stage? That's something that I think that uh, a lot of rookies we just like, ah, they're going to be fine. But last year, around this time, I was previewing the A's and White Sox series, and I was looking at Nick Madrigal, and I was like, his defense is okay. Is the stage going to be too big for him? He made a huge error that led to a big inning early in Game Two of that series, kind of swung everything for the A's. Uh, yeah, sometimes these things happen, and rookies aren't just machines. Sometimes they have emotions about being in the postseason. Is Garrett Whitlock gonna have emotions? Uh, he better not because Boston will not be happy with that. But will he? That is my question. I am intrigued to find that find that out. If Whitlock falters, the Sox don't have the bullpen uh, to just do it without him. So he needs to perform. And if he doesn't, it's going to be a very short series. So for the Rays, I am watching Wander Franco. Uh, do the Rays need him to produce in order to succeed? You know, like they had Randy Rosarena last year? Not necessarily, but I really want to watch Wander Franco play baseball. I haven't been able to get, watch him as much. So that's the guy that I'm going to be watching is Wander Franco uh, because he's 20 years old. He's amazing. And he's one of the best prospects that we've seen in quite a while. I know that we've seen a bunch, but he is. The, the talk around him has been Vlad Jr. And I want to see it for myself. Uh, it's in, in the postseason. I want to see that. So, uh, Wanda Franco in this, <clears throat> in this year hit 288 with a 347 on base and an 810 OPS. Again, he's 20 years old. That's really, really good. The reason that I'm picking Franco is because I'm curious if another rookie can carry them in the postseason. They needed a Randy Rosarena to produce like he did last October. He carried them to the world series. He had some big moments, uh, while they don't necessarily need Wanda Franco as much, I want to know if there is something in the water in Tampa that leads to amazing rookie postseasons, because two points, I'm going to say that makes a line. I know that that doesn't work in math, but two points for me in the postseason of rookies just dominating make a line. They're also going to need some rookies to step up in order to win the series and potentially a World Series, because they got Shane McClanahan and Shane Boz pitching the first two games of this series against the Boston Red Sox. They're going to have to step up if the Rays are going to win this series. So it's all about rookies for me. Obviously, I want to watch Wander Franco because he's amazing. But also uh, Shane McClanahan and Shane Boss. I'm watching the rookies. How are they performing? It's rookies all around. It's Garrett Whitlock for the Red Sox. It's everybody else for the Rays. I'm watching the rookies. Whoever's rookies perform, that's the team that wins the series. But coming up, I'm talking about the Astros and White Sox. So stay elected. We're locked on A's, and I will be right back. This episode is being brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On A's once a week, and yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about baseball. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. And you will have a chance to talk with me Sometime this week probably on Friday uh, during one of the afternoon games. It's going to be a lot of fun So make sure to you know join us for that go download the green room app now currently available on all ios devices Be sure to create a profile link your twitter and join the mlb group for the latest league updates Follow me at by jason b to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it I'm planning to be live this week on friday for one of the afternoon games I'm gonna I haven't looked at the schedule yet but I know that there's four and I'm gonna pick one of the the, the middle two it's gonna be one of those two so clear up your day we're gonna have a lot of fun I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the A's and also the postseason baseball it's gonna be thrilling I'll see you guys there green room changing the way we talk sports. Nailed that sports. <laughs> We're back better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, bet online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON. To receive your bonus, that is a new promo code. So, if you guys have been listening to these ads for a while and you kind of tuned out, it is a new promo code locked on. You get a 50% welcome bonus, and you can use that for anything from football, basketball, boxing, playoff baseball, which is what I'm passionate about, right down to your favorite. Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. And that is because bet online is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you guys are listening to this on your podcast provider, the link to that is in the show notes. Just click it hit subscribe. It'll take you two seconds. It would make me very happy. Comment, like, do things on YouTube because we're uh, we are we're not switching to video, but it is helpful when people watch the videos too, I will say. Um, also, uh, thank you so much for making this your first listen of the day. Again, we are free and available on all podcasts. Podcast platforms, uh, but let's get back into it. The second ALDS series The one that I'm kind of more interested in honestly um, Is the Houston Astros against the Chicago White Sox Houston won the season series five to two and outscored the White Sox 35 to 23 this season In those seven games and it wouldn't have even been that close if the one of the two games that the White Sox won was not a 10 to 1 victory back in July so um It really was not. It was a lopsided season series just looking at the scores. And the Sox won their last two games against Houston in Chicago. So we'll see if that plays a little bit of a factor. And whether that means they figured out Houston or not remains to be seen. I'm probably going with not. They were just due a couple of wins because they're also a good baseball team. But in those two games, the Astros totaled all of one run. So they scored half a run a game in those last two games. So that's kind of the key for the the Chicago White Sox, I think, is their pitching has to show up. They have to limit the the Houston Astros and hope that their bats do a little bit of damage. Maybe there can be one slugfest, but they're not going to win a slugfest series with the Houston Astros, I don't think, because Houston really good offense uh, in those two games that the White Sox won. Lucas Giolito went nine innings and gave up three hits and one run in the first win. And then they had Carlos Rodon uh, going seven innings and allowing one hit and striking out 10 in the second win. So that's dominance. They need dominance. Maybe not that, I mean, not quite that dominant, but they need some dominance from their starters. And then also their relievers. These two teams have not faced each other since the trade deadline, which I think is, Very, very interesting. So neither squad has faced the others' revamped bullpens, with Chicago adding Craig Kimbrell and the Astros' uh, big piece being Kendall Graveman. They added a couple of other relievers, too. I'll talk about them here in a second. But both of these guys, or both of these teams, added to their bullpens Should be an interesting series the Astros won all of the games at home in the season series And the first two games of this series and a potential game five would be in Houston And game one is going to be lance lynn and lance mccullers. It is a battle of lances uh, I I really just have two jousters going And then you know the the jousting sticks uh, the lances if you will That's what I have in my head when I hear a battle of lances. So you're welcome. That's a peek inside my brain. <laughs> um, but for the season, Lance Lynn finished with a 269 ERA and will be in contention for the AL Cy Young. He'll probably be top five, top seven, maybe. So he's, he's going to be in contention, probably won't win it, but he'll be around the top of votes. But over his last seven starts, he was 1-3 and three with a 4.10 ERA, and in his one start against the Astros this season in Houston, he went just four innings pitched and gave up eight hits and six earned runs. Remember, Lance Lynn was on the Texas Rangers last year. The Houston Astros saw Lance Lynn a whole bunch because they were in the same division, and they only played the—you the, remember the West and the East and the Central? They were all divisional games, and— We got to see a lot of the same teams a lot. So they're very familiar with revamped Lance Lynn. Uh, And also Lance Lynn's postseason line is not great, but it also isn't terribly recent. So I don't know what to make of his postseason line. He has a career 480 ERA in October, but hasn't pitched in the postseason since 2019, obviously because 2020 the Rangers did not make it. And he came out of the bullpen twice for the Yankees in 2019. So not necessarily when he was good was with the yankees no not at all uh, and he was coming out of the bullpen so what do we make of that i i toss it to the side nothing happened there and then his last postseason appearance was 2015. so that's not the same lance lynn i don't think so is he better does he have jitters in october i don't know it's going to be very interesting to see what the astros do to him it's going to be a very very big test for him and that all said I think that the White Sox can actually overcome a bad start here if Lance Lynn only goes four and gets a, let's say four. If if he has a bad start like that, I think that they can overcome it because they have a very solid bullpen and their offense has tons of bats. They can put up runs in a hurry. They had 13 bats this season put up a WRC plus that was above league average. That is a 100 or above WRC plus. That is depth. That is just a lot of talent. They had to overcome a lot of injuries. Aloy Jimenez and Luis Robert did not play full seasons. And so they had to rely on guys like Yermin Mercedes, who is no longer with the team. But they they had so many guys. That's, that's really impressive to me. That's how you build a winner, I think. Uh, Maybe not in October, but for the long haul of a season, you got 13 guys with a WRC plus of over 100. That's a great offense. They they know what they're doing when they're acquiring guys, or at least when they're deploying the guys that they do have. So that's uh, something to keep an eye on. Would this be a sustainable plan for postseason success? Having their starter get blown up and then just having their bats do a lot of mashing? No, no, it would not. But can they pull it off here and there? I do think that that is a possibility. Yes, absolutely. And that's why I'm keeping an eye on my my player for the White Sox, Luis Robert. He hit 338 with a 946 OPS this season in just 68 games. So he's obviously a stud. And in October, your stars have to shine. Robert uh, is arguably the White Sox's most well-rounded player, both defensively and offensively. And if the White Sox are going to win this series, he's going to need to show out. He's going to have to shine, I think. It's Luis Robert or bust for me. For the Astros, we all know about their big boppers and that Carlos Correa loves the spotlight after he hit 500 against the A's in the ALDS last year with three home runs and 11 RBI. He loves shining on the big stage and it's really maddening but he puts it up so what what can you do i guess but their biggest weakness i think is their bullpen at the deadline they added Kendall Graveman Jimmy Garcia and Phil Maton Graveman has been solid with a 3.32 ERA since the deadline mainly due to a bumpy august when he had a 4.91 ERA he's definitely rebounded in the month of september and october he he's He's fine again. He's like he was before the trade deadline. Uh, Garcia and, sorry, Yumi Garcia and Phil Maton have had ERAs over five since heading to Houston, so don't look for them in a big spot. Maybe in a particular matchup, but they're not going to be trying to get three outs in the the eighth inning. I don't. That would be silly. But they might be a fifth or a sixth inning option in the right spot facing like the bottom of the, the White Sox order. But again, White Sox have depth. They have 13 guys with a a WRC plus of over 100. So since the deadline, Houston's bullpen ranks 15th in baseball in ERA with a 389. That is roughly a run better than the A's. So they were good, I guess. Uh, The player that I have my eye on in this series is Ryan Presley, who has been one of, if not the best Houston reliever in recent years. This season, he earned an all-star spot. And... Ended the season with a 2.25 ERA. It was really, really good. He's been really, really good for basically the last three, three? three—I'll say three years. He's been really, really good in the Houston bullpen, and he has struggled in his previous two ALDS appearances. However, granted, very small sample size. That's four innings. He struggled in four innings, but he's allowed eight hits and four runs in those four innings. Those are big struggles in limited sample size. That's a that's a lot of messing up that you're doing, and I think that. His ERA could have been higher than nine if the A's had capitalized on a few more opportunities because he was just getting guys on base and the A's would not cash in. So can the White Sox cash in? That is what I am looking at here. If he struggles at keeping runs off the scoreboard, I think that the Astros are in big, big trouble. Obviously, not a big proclamation to say, hey, if your closer struggles, it's going to be rough going for you guys. But they have other options they can close. They have Kendall Graveman. They, they've got some other guys that can close games, but it would also shrink their bullpen depth. If you can't rely on on Ryan Presley, I think that their bullpen depth struggles, and then they would have to lean a little bit more on their starting pitching. And Dusty Baker has been masterful, arguably masterful at managing the arms, and that is why they've had so much success, even though they've lost George Springer and, uh, you know, Roberto Ursuna, if you want to claim him. Uh, they, they've been losing guys, and they keep putting out it, Justin Verlander, not on the team. Zach Greinke uh, been okay, but they keep winning because Dusty Baker knows when to deploy guys. But if you take out one of his big pieces, because maybe he has ALDS jitters, then, then I think that they could be in a little bit of trouble. Presley struggling would have a ripple effect. And if you're the Astros, that has to be a little bit worrisome for me. Um, so that's, that's my take on that series. Coming up, I make my ALDS predictions. So stay locked in with Locked On A's. I'll be right back. Did you know the Belt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If this is not your first time listening to this podcast or seeing me live, you know my favorite of their core flavors, Cherry Barcia. If you want one of their core flavors, you got to get a mix box where you will get two of each of those nine flavors. You got coconut, you got Cherry Barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Cherry Barcia is the one that I go to, but they also have seasonal picks. They're all absolutely amazing cookie dough chunk they sent me those ones they're so good uh i I love these bars. I really, really do. They're so tasty. And not only are they very, very tasty, they're also healthy. You're getting 17 to 18 grams of protein calories from 130 to 180 per bar. You got 4 or 5 grams of sugar and only 4 or 5 grams of net carbs. They're all amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. And they're all available at Built.com. So use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% Enough at built.com. Welcome back to the On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Click the the thumbs up button. That one's helpful. Uh, Comment on the video. Let me know who you think is going to be the player to watch out for on each of these teams because I love... Having conversations in the comments. And also make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So, who is going to make it to the ALCS? Let's start with the Astros because they have, won the, uh, they have made it to the ALCS in each of the last four seasons. Can they make it a fifth? God, I hope not. So, the White Sox, Lost to the A's in the playoffs last year, which is extremely hard to do. That's nobody does that. The White Sox did it last year. Did it count? Not. They made it to the ALDS, so I mean, they the A's won a series technically. So I'll take it. That said, and maybe there's some bias involved here. I think that the White Sox win this one in five. They're two evenly matched teams, but I want the White Sox to win. So it's going the distance, and this is going to be despite Tony Larusa. Doing something, what is he going to do? No idea, but I feel like he's going to do something that's just bonkers. But they're going to make up for it and they're going to win the series anyway. That's my prediction on the locked on MLB YouTube page. uh, I mentioned it before. Uh, former major league baseballer Gordon Beckham, you might remember him from his time with the White Sox, he spent a lot of time with the White Sox, said to watch out for Tim Anderson in this series. I didn't forget about Tim Anderson, but Oh man, was he a motor for that team in the uh the AL wildcard round, I guess, from of 2020 against the Ace? He was an absolute beast. He was scary, and the Ace had no answer for him. Uh, was it the Ace pitching or was it Tim Anderson being a big stage guy? I'm intrigued. That's a that's a solid pick from from Gordon Beckham, I gotta say. So What I'm interested in right now is who is going to be right me the podcaster who picked Luis Robert or Gordon Beckham the guy with real world experience. I cannot wait to find out we both picked White Sox. So who's going to who's going to have the better series. It's going to be Gordon Gordon Beckham's guy in Tim Anderson or my guy Luis Robert. I can't let me know in the comments who's going to have the better series? And so with that, we move on to the series between Boston and Tampa. And it just doesn't have as much cachet for me uh, because, I mean, at, at least as the Astros and White Sox one, because divisional series just don't necessarily matter. Giants-Dodgers, that's a historical rivalry. That that one counts. I'm excited to watch that series, if I'm being honest. Uh, you had a 107-win team and a 106-win team. That's amazing. They, they battled to the, the very end. In in Tampa and Boston, Tampa kind of ran away with this one. They played each other 19 times, and Tampa ran away with it. Inarguably, uh, the toughest division in at least the American League, if not all of baseball. And they finished with the most wins in the American League and the number one seed. They have home field as long as they are in the playoffs. So Tampa Bay kind of already did it for the regular season. Can they do it? for the postseason? That's the question. Gordon Beckham picked the Red Sox in this series because they have played in the last four days, and he thinks that, and they also got a big win against the Yankees, and he thinks that because they've played and being, baseball being a daily sport, that's going to have an influence here. I think that if the Rays come out and look like they haven't missed a beat with the layoff, then they're going to be just fine and this should be a very very quick series if the socks come out and hang some crooked numbers early on tonight then maybe i'll change my tune a little bit but the rays can hit the season too they got nelson cruz they got Wander franco they got randy Rosarina, they got austin they've got so many bats brandon lau they've got so many bats mike zanino All he does is hit dingers. He's been fantastic. They've got just a stack lineup. They've always got pitching. I think it's going to be the Rays. I'm going to take the Rays in four instead of three because I really like cheers. But that's the only reason I say the Rays sweep this one. Again, World Series favorites for me. I'm picking the Rays. If they get eliminated, I'm going to have to do some deep, deep thinking. But that's who I think is going to be winning this series fairly convincingly. So, Let's see what happens, I guess. Uh, who's going to be right on this one? Me or Gordon Beckham? Am I smarter than an MLB'er? I don't want to name it that, but eh, who's a better prognosticator? Me or Gordon Beckham? That's that's going to be fun. So uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. But again, one last time, thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first lesson every day. Now, for your second lesson, tune in to Locked On MLB with Paul Francis Sullivan, please. Call him Sully, and he brings his unique perspective on the majors, both present and past. It's free and available on all platforms. And because he is the national MLB show, they add some fun stuff like Gordon Beckham talking baseball to his YouTube feed. So go check out the YouTube page as well. Uh, they do they, We all do good work. And uh why not go watch Sully too? go watch Sully after this? Now that now that we're basically done, Go watch Sully. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Tomorrow, I'll be doing the same thing as I did today. But with the NL getting some blood rivalries going, it's going to be fun. And then also talking about the Brewers and Braves. That'll be, that'll be a good time. Uh, that That's going to be an interesting one to call. Because is Devin Williams' absence from the uh, Brewers bullpen going to have enough of an impact on Milwaukee to potentially send them home? He punched a wall celebrating after they won the division or made the playoffs or whatever. Uh, that was silly of him. Why did he do that? I don't know how to how to rate them right now. And the Dodgers are missing uh, Max Muncy, and the Giants got a lot of injuries, and Kevin Gausman's not been as good. It's going to be a wild episode. I have not made up my mind on who's winning these series yet, so it's going to be a lot of fun <laughs> doing research tomorrow. Uh, but anyways, that is it for me today, you guys. So until next time, go outdoors and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow.